Hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink as we bring you another Brinkaliciously awesome version of your favourite podcast that you didn't know was your favourite because you never used to listen to it and it's another big episode, a special episode this week. We've got uh, plenty of content, new content this week because uh, you will hear a lot of travelling stories. No, I'm not back in Mexico. No, I'm not back in Canada. I am back in Melbourne and a lot of things happen. You're going to hear from Sam, you're going to hear from Josh. You're going to hear from the Sarge, you're going to probably hear from Nikki Lauda, and you might even hear from me, because that's generally what happens. But it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting, and as always, you've been giving us great amounts of feedback throughout the week and listening to all around the world, still waiting for those people in Mountain View to send us a message. If you're listening again in Mountain View, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to put that out every single week. But especially if you're listening in Melbourne, let us know that you're listening, because that's what we like to do, apparently for listeners. So it's another brink, it's another exciting time. Let's get into the fun stuff. We've uh, got a special guest for you right now, sort of. He's not really special because he used to co-host the show. It's Samuel McCrossan. Hello, Sam. But I'm still special, right? Oh, does Do your parents tell you that you're special? No, they don't. But I think I'm special. I think you're special, Sam. I think you're special. Now, um, we're recording this sitting on a train heading to the football. It's uh, Thursday night at time of recording this to completely date this recording. But uh, we've made it to Melbourne for our annual pilgrimage to the Grand Prix. But uh, it also seems to coincide this year with football. Carlton Richmond, the Mighty Blues up against the Tigers. And Sam is torn. Sam is very torn. Now, we're filming The Brink Unleashed 6.5, the hunt for uh, the return of Ralph Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And we just filmed a little video about Sam saying how torn he is. Now, has your mind changed in the space of 10 minutes since we recorded that video about who you're going to go for tonight? Uh, no. No, no. No, I, I generally don't change my mind in the space of 10 minutes, Ben. You're not a woman. No, I'm not a woman. <laughs> We're allowed to say that. No one listens. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, you ex- we've got a special guest right now joining us in the background. Uh, are you excited for the game at least, Sam? Oh, I'm excited about it. This is the first time I've ever been in the first game of the season, so... Well, that's not true. We went to Collingwood Fremantle the other year. That uh, Was that the first game of the year? I'm pretty sure that was the first game of the year. Yeah, it was. Really? 2013? 2014. Oh, okay. So it wasn't... No, that wasn't Carlton... Carlton played Port Adelaide that weekend, remember. We jetted it from the... Because it was 2014. It was the year that Ricardo got disqualified because we found out when we were at Carl, uh, Carlton Port Adelaide. Okay. Stand corrected. Mm. But you you've never been to a real first game of the season. Like, Collingwood Fremantle don't play the opening game of the season. Carlton Richmond play the opening game of the season. Now, this is the real opening game. This is the real opening game. This is the real stuff. Yeah. With, with the traditional two teams. Yeah, now good good stuff. And, and you are a huge F1 fan, but you're also a, a bigger footy fan. So I guess for you it's also exciting the fact that footy is back tonight. Very excited. I'm slightly more footy than F1, but they're, they're both up there. What, what are you? More F1. Slightly more F1? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, I, I peaked and troughed throughout my life with football, you know, like, huge in the 90s, 2000s, you know, I, I guess it kind of goes with how Carlton go, but I'm still very much into it now as opposed to 10 years ago when we were still shit. We're still shit right now, but hey, like, whatever, it's those middle periods, um, you know, but hey, I, I'm hoping on this episode at least that uh, obviously by the time this is released we know who would have won. And obviously, Josh and I talked about the fact that, you know, one of us has to sing the song. So we're going to see tonight, perhaps, if... Uh, I don't even know if we're going to make the recording. Again, I don't know what's happening. But I, I said to Josh last week, at least if I have to sing the Richmond song, it's a decent song. I don't have to sing... You know, he doesn't go for Collingwood or Hawthorne, at least. 
Oh, imagine trying to sing the uh, the West Coast Eagles song. Oh, well, I mean, it's only got three lyrics, so I mean, it's not that hard. Well, I suppose, but uh, <laughs> pretty 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 difficult tune to nail. I would have thought it's a pretty horrendous one. Speaking of not horrendous, right now we can see the MCG, Sam. This is where it gets a bit exciting. You're, you're seeing it. You're seeing the hallowed turf on the left of us. Oh, hallowed turf, Ben. Oh, there's nothing like the thrill of a footy game, is there? The last time I was here, it was on grand final day. So um, I was at the last game of season 2016. I'm at the first game of season 2017. There's a bit of a thing for you. That's right, you lucky duck. Mm. Yes, you had not missed a game out of the last two. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. If I went to tomorrow night, it would have been three. Maybe I'll have to go tomorrow night just to make it three in a row. Who knows? All right, uh, we're, we're nearly here. We're, we're going to do more of this. You'll hear more of Sam and myself on this episode. But also, will we hear from the Sarge this weekend? Well, he's here in Melbourne. Is he? Is he really? Yes, Ben, he is. I'm excited. I'm excited too, yeah. Because he's a good fella deep down. Is, is he? You've ne- I don't think you've ever been on an episode with him. You always seem to disappear when he comes in. I do, yeah. yeah no. A bit daunted by him. Ah, it's the ego thing, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, well, as I said, you'll hear from more of us on this episode. We're going to give you some behind-the-scenes stuff from our filming of Brink Unleashed 6.5, The Return of Ralph Chickens, coming soon to a theatre near you, as well as bringing the Sarge and maybe Nicky Lauder. Can we get Nicky Lauder on this episode? I think we can get Nicky Lauder and Vitaly Petrov in. Vita- we're, we're going to make it happen. This is the, this is what's happening on the Brink, and uh, it's exciting. I'm excited. Let's let's go watch the footy. Yo. So as you heard previously talking with Sam on the train, he mentioned that... Uh, Sarge is actually hanging about, uh, hanging about Melbourne, and uh, funnily enough, at the football, Sam's gone for a bit of a slash at three-quarter time, and strange things happen because, lo and behold, here is the Sarge, Sergeant Porcupine. Uh, Sarge, welcome, welcome to Melbourne. A slash? What's that mean, Ben? Well, he was a guitarist of the Guns N' Roses, but I actually think more so it's he had to do a piss, he had to take a whiz, you know, expel some urine from his doodle. Well, yeah, well, I expel urine. That's a more technical term, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're at the football, but Collingwood don't play till tomorrow night. What are you doing here tonight? Oh, well, I got the wrong night, didn't I? You did? So you, did you, you don't have tickets tomorrow night? Well, that's why I'm here all dressed up in my Collingwood gear. You, you do look a bit strange in your black and white there, Sarge. I'm used to seeing in your, your light blue of the Tasmanian Police Department, but, uh, you know, I've I'm not, I'm not, never seen you quite dressed like this before. No, well, I'm, I'm I'm still proud to wear the Magpie colours, even at a, a Carlton-Richmond game. I mean, we are the best club after all. See so how you feel you're going to go. I mean, obviously, again, by the time people hear this, they'll, they'll know how you did go against the Doggies, but how are you feeling right now, less than 24 hours from seeing your beloved black and white? Well, I think we'll win, Ben, but... Uh, I tell you what, our chances would increase if we had Dane Swan on board. You're still uh, ruining the fact that he's gone. Yes, I am. I won't miss the tattoos. Though. I don't don't like the tats. No. Don't like the tats. No, no, no. I do not. It's a bit of a shame. Um, anything? I mean, you want to arrest anyone while you're here? I mean, uh, you know, you're at a ground filled with about seventy thousand people. Uh, a lot of people to arrest here. Well, yeah, that's right. I would take your picks. But, um, what about that guy down there? Which guy, Ben? The, the one that I pointed at, number eight there for Richmond. As Jack, in a supporter. Jack Brewald, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I, I actually do have someone I want to arrest, Ben. Tell me, tell me, uh, Sarge. Joel Selwood. All right, okay. Stupid boy. Because <laughs> of his speeding or because he plays for Geelong or both? 
both. I hate the cats, you know that. <laughs> you really don't, uh, you don't um, seem like a cat supporter. No, no class at all. The cats, disgusting, yeah. disgusting. And Joel Selwood, how dare he think he can speed? Now, now, did you happen to contact the Victoria Police who pulled him over and have some words with them? I was the one that got the got the cats uh, robbed of their TAC sponsorship. That was all down to me. So you you pulled him up under the You Stupid Flog Act of the 1926 year. No, I don't use profanities, Ben. I don't use that word flog. No. What word would you use? Ah, uh, well, stupid, stupid person act, Ben. Stupid person act. All right. Um, anything else, Ed? Well, what are you trying to kick me off? I no. Again, we can commentate. I'd love to hear you commentating. How would you? How would you commentate a game of football? Oh well. Umpire bounces the ball. The two ruckmen go out. The tap down. The tap is won by Cruiser down to Murphy. Murphy kicks forward. Oh, and Casbolt's taking a big mark. Pretty, pretty spot on. I think you might give Bruce a bit of a run for his money. Well, I like to think so. I'm pretty good at it, Ben. You, you know. bloody are. Well, that's right. All right. So uh, we're about to see the final quarter here. Um, again, people listening to this know the result. The amazing comeback from the Blues. What a comeback it was. Um, getting my hopes up, aren't I? Well, Ben, the 25 points down. It's going to be tough. Stranger things have happened, Sarge. Stranger things have happened. Um, what else are you doing in Melbourne while you're up here? Do we? Can we chat to you a bit more at the Grand Prix or something like that? Or what else will you be doing? Well, I mean, I might be able to, I might come down, I don't know. I've, uh, I've actually got a paddock class, Ben. Oh, la-dee-da. Who are you going to go hang out with? Are you going to arrest anyone there or just chill, or what are you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm going down to arrest the uh, Ferrari team, actually. Oh, the whole team? Yeah, the whole lot of them. Oh, I don't like Ferrari. It, Who, who's your team? My team, uh, well, ha. Huh. Uh, thanks for asking, Ben. It's, uh, it's actually the Force India team. I was thinking Force India. You know, those new pink liveries really suit the Sarge, I feel. They certainly do. I'm, I really like the pink livery, Ben. Looks fast to me. All right, well, this game's on now. So um, thank you, Sarge, for joining us in football. And perhaps we'll catch you uh, if you've got a break in your paddock days at the Grand Prix and uh, talk to you about some other things. Righto. Now, while we continue to have some fun here on the brink with some new stuff that you're hearing from travels throughout Melbourne, uh, we thought we'd still bring you a few regular segments that you do know and love, including a classic live performance. This time we're going back to the year 2011 to hear from a little band called King Carousel. Now, a band that uh, did used to feature a couple of friends of ours on the show. Uh, one such person, of course, Matt Ryman. Uh, Caitlin, of course, is the partner of Paul, who obviously you will hear from on this episode and uh, this was their former band as I mentioned King Carousel now this is called Dodgy Harmony a song which they supposedly quickly wrote on the spot for our 300th show I believe back in 2011 so uh, this one's a bit a bit from the vault six years old now but let's hear this one Dodgy Harmony live on the brink King Carousel from 2011 
like my way you gotta meet somewhere soon chasing white the way all the way to you now we're here let's do I know he's on hell something no I'm not dead guess these are the headlights of my head that is something no I'm not dead don't know why the fuck we keep bringing him back but for some reason he's back again it's dakota leary sup dakota hey guys what's up oh you know just um chilling staring at some kid standing at a door just never gets let in i mean seriously whose house is that yeah that's not even a house it's not a house it's a what it's not a house it's just like a weirdo like it's at um harmes's work right Okay, and what it's does like, he do? Yeah. Like, he just works at a door a shop? He's a piano teacher. A what? He's a piano oh, teacher. Oh, of course he is. How did I? Of course I... That's when he used to, like, fill you up and touch you as a teacher. I knew that. Um. <laughs> uh, 
We don't talk about that. Just making some accusations. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that was an accusation in half. Oh well, whatever. It's not like we haven't said worse in this show. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> what's what's going down in in Dakota Town? Not a lot. Just playing some Forza. Cool. So, yeah. Don't start uni for four months. So I've got <laughs> jack all to do. Like. <laughs> You poor thing. I'm sure everybody's oh, listening. Oh, poor little Dakota's got nothing to do for four months. No, I'm so bored. It sucks. <laughs> Make the most of it. Can I just point that out? Make the most of being bored because in like, I don't know, a year's time when you're, you're studying out your asshole and you'll be like, oh my God, I wish I was bored and I could play Forza. No, I'm a 15-year-old kid. That's true. Like, See the bright side of anything. So. That's true. That that you, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you and I got angry last week. I think we we're did. Gonna get angry again at some point again today. If you, what are we getting? What are we going to get angry about? Well, I don't know yet. Well, I haven't prayed the introduction. I wasn't going to go there straight away. I was going to talk to you first. Oh. I mean, would, do you want to get angry straight oh, away, or talk, do you want to talk for? What do you want to do? Talk to me. You want to talk? I I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> don't put so much pressure on me. That was a very interesting noise oh you just made. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It just came out. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Stick with it now. I'm um I'm slightly worried by that noise, actually. But um, having said slightly that, worried, okay. having said that, maybe we will play this introduction. Ben and Dakota get angry ah! and get hit in the head with a piece of glass. We are gonna get angry. Oh shit! Yes, shit is the operative term because we can say that. Um, shall I get started, or do I mean, you want to get angry? What do you what, what do you want to do here? Um, I I don't know if I'm angry. Well, you know what makes me angry? What? The fact that I went into this segment and I didn't even warn you about it, but now we're doing it anyway and you're not angry. You know what makes me angry? What? The fact for, like, even when we were on the brink, like, the past ten times we've done Ben and Dakota get angry, I haven't been angry about anything. <laughs> I need more stress in my life so I can get angry about stuff. You know what makes me angry? What? You're 15. Your life is full of stress. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what makes me angry? What? I'm 18, so my life is full of even more stress, but I'm not stressed about it. That makes me angry. (laughs) You know what makes me angry? What? 24 Legacy. The show is shit. It shouldn't have the name 24 on it. It's crap. Jack Bauer's missing, and it's crap. Let's say it again. It's crap. It's crap. It's crap. You know what makes me angry? You know what makes me angry? What? Game of Thrones. <laughs> you can't just kill off main characters. Like, <laughs> You know what makes me angry? What? Game of Thrones. Yes. I've never fucking watched it, and I'm getting sick of people telling me to watch it. If I want to watch it, I'll watch it. So shut the fuck up. No, I'll watch it. Shut the fuck up. Watch it. No. Please watch it, Ben. Maybe. One day. Uh... <laughs> Please. Please, Ben. Um, watch it. Ben and Dakota beg each other now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, you know what makes me angry? What? Oh, shit, I just forgot. <laughs> you know what makes uh, me that, angry? That, that makes me angry. What? Shopping. I hate shopping. It's shit. Like, even when you've got money to spend, it's okay. But when you can't make your mind up and you're doing it by yourself, it's shit. This is why men need girlfriends. Because even though women can't make their mind up, they can somehow make their mind up when it comes to shopping. You know what makes me angry? What? Shopping. <laughs> Do you know why it makes me angry? Why? Because my legs are too short for any pair of pants ever. <laughs> ever. I literally cannot find a pair of pants where the legs actually fit mine. Well, wouldn't you just buy shorts like, then? The shorts would become pants for you? <laughs> That's not how it works. You know what makes me angry? What? Things that don't work. You should have pants that can fit you. That's just wrong. You know what makes me angry? What? My nine-year-old cousin. 
Okay. She has more Twitter followers than me, and she's nine. You know what makes me angry? What? Nine-year-olds with Twitter. Go outside and play oh. with shit. Like, you're nine. Oh, you don't no. need Twitter. You'll No, that's wrong. You know what makes me angry? What? My six-year-old cousin <laughs> told me to get wrecked the other day. <laughs> and I was like, what even are you? Like, what's going on? You know what makes me angry? Go away. What? You hanging out with your cousins. Get some real friends. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Dude, that's not on at all. <laughs> Below the belt. Oh, I've gone Shit too far. Ben, ben gets Jeez. too far. <laughs> nah, we've... Nah, mate. You can't... Nah. You know what? Nah, because... <laughs> Is that all you're going to say to me? Nah, nah mate. Nah. I'm... Tr- I'm I'm trying to hang up on you, but it's not letting me. You hang up. I'm not uh, calling you back. I'm telling you now. <laughs> well, that was uh, apparently Ben and Dakota get angry. And um, it involves Dakota just uh, hanging up. All right. That was a short segment this week. Uh, we'll maybe see if we bring him back next week, considering two weeks in a row now, it's involved him hanging up in some form or another. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on, let's see what goes on here. I don't know if I want to talk to you. Um, I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you do realise what I just did. You do realise I just told the listeners that that was the end of the segment. And what I say is gospel on this show, Dakota. You should know that by now. Like, we're, we're continuing on a segment that I allegedly just ended. I mean, it's not like we ever lie on this show. Oh, mm. I might as well just die then. <laughs> well, that's a bit far. Like, I mean, you have to one day. I mean, we all do. But I have no friends. I only hang out with my cousins. <laughs> why are you hanging... I guess we're done with being angry right now. But why Why are you hanging out with your nine and six-year-old cousins? I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to do that. They're family, Ben. <laughs> family. Isn't it about time? time? With family. Of course you are, Dakota. You're Tasmanian. That's what I thought. Oh. <laughs> Too far? Oh. Too far? No, I can't do that because that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> What's another show? I was going to talk about High Noon, but I can't oh, do that. You can talk about High Noon, Fridays okay. at 2pm on Edge Radio in Hobart. It's a great show. I've heard about it. You, you definitely can talk about it. So, my mate Rowan, who yeah. tunes in to the show, yeah, he, he we found out we're like, we're like technically cousins. Right. So, your friend is a cousin. So, again, like, is that why you hang out with your cousins? Because you think your cousins are friends? No, because we just found out that the other day that, like, he's basically my cousin. So, okay, what's basically my cousin mean? Okay, so, <laughs> he's my, like, fucking, like... Yeah, good start. So, my uncle married mm-hmm. this chick, Yeah. right? And then, um, her parents became, like, my, I don't know, like, my uncle and auntie sort of thing. Great, great aunt and uncle, um, right, cool. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, and then, um, her, those parents like, sort of like surrogately adopted like my friend like Rowan's mum. Right. So me and Rowan are essentially cousins by adoption. Te- by surrogacy <laughs> thing. So if it's I adopt great. a cat and that cat used to be owned by Rowan's sister. Does that mean that I'm, like, kind of, like, cousins-like with Rowan-like? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Hashtag if you, Tasmania. <laughs> if you want to be, you can do that. <laughs> Any other random cousins that you've discovered this week by watching an episode of Neighbours? Um, 
I don't watch Neighbours, Ben. Well, clearly, this is how you describe it. My my friend's cousin's dad's uncle adopted his best friend's sister who married ah! his friend. <laughs> this week on Neighbours, Dakota discovers just, his family lineage. I did a huge jump on Forza Horizon. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. This huge. is the worst segment you and I have ever done. You are literally <laughs> not giving a shit about anything yet. Hanging <laughs> up on me. You're getting angry. Nah. You're talking about hey, cousins and Forza and jumps. You hung and... off on me. You hung off on me like three times. Because you offended so Kevin maybe. Bacon and that's worthy of being You hung said up I on. had no friends. If you ranked the worst things in the world, right? Like if you had a list of the worst possible things you could do, okay? Like number one, probably murder. Number two, like, list Probably. goes on. We won't go through all the heinous things that are terrible. But, like, okay. at, at least number four is offending Kevin Bacon. And, like, no, claiming Dakota Leary has no friends is at, like, number 17,646,326,112. I mean, but if it's a list of things I find, like, bad... But no, it's not about then... you, Dakota. It's about the but world. But that's what you said. You said if you were to make... <laughs> if you were to make... You said if you were to make a list... <laughs> Of, of the, the worst stuff. things in the world, not the worst things of, to you. No, but it, no, but to me, <laughs> but like the worst things of the in the world are like subjective, are they not? Like, no, I'm sure that I'm I'm pretty certain that most people would generally agree that murder is probably about number one. No, nah, but your worst thing in the world could be murder, and my worst thing in the world could be a hangnail on my finger. <laughs> so, so, so you've got an option, right? You could either murder. Little old lady down the street, or um, get rid of a hangnail. You're going to choose getting rid of a hangnail, and that means that poor little old lady gets murdered. Yes. <laughs> wow. I love that you value a hangnail more than you. I don't know, Dakota. You um, you're a strange fifteen year old, and that's saying something. Uh, look, it's it is saying something. <laughs> it is because otherwise I... you wouldn't have heard me say it. Because generally, that what happens when I speak. No shit. <laughs> you're, you're such a liar. Oh hey, that's not very nice. That's that We stand on truth on the brink. You know, Donald you're Trump believes Well, us. I mean, you also told the listeners that it was in the segment, then it wasn't, so... Well, that's true, but you that that was your fault. You know what makes me angry? When I no, have to lie to the listeners because <laughs> you hang up on me and I tell them it's over and yet they're still putting up with this bullshit because it's not over because we're here. But it's funny at the no, same time because you know what makes me pleasantly surprised is that oh, generally what? we can make good content out of it and I like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Do, hey, that do you, like do you a... remember? Here's a question for you. Do you remember? It... You know what makes me mildly annoyed? That That's kind of... Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Just thought I'd ask. Um, what else can yeah, we randomly you... talk about? Um, oh, I just crashed. Did you? That's a shame. What are you driving? Yeah. What, are you, what are you driving? I'm um, driving an, an aerial nomad. Absolutely. I know those cars it, very well. It's, it's, a, it's a car. I wouldn't doubt that being that you're playing Forza. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like a buggy thing, and it's okay. pretty cool. Right. You know yeah. what else is cool? Nah. Ice. Ice. It's just, you know, ice, ice, baby. baby. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We thought of... Yeah, I'm really going to end this segment now. Uh, <laughs> got anything else to add before we close this off? Um, just memes. 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 What What? what in general? That's, that's all I, just, just, um, just memes. That's all I have to say. Okay. Um, uh, next week, when we get you on, I want to make sure that you like get let inside. I want to see a picture of you inside a door. Ew, okay? that's disgusting. <laughs> that's... 
what she oh, said. Oh, that's horrible. All right. Uh, oh, and yuck. that definitely sums up this segment. <laughs> that is horrible. Dakota, thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was spewing up. <laughs> All right, keeping up with those regular segments, it's time for... Flashback. Now, this one is one that I'm surprised I actually haven't played yet, because this is one of my most memorable, famous fives that we used to always ask our guests. We asked them the same five questions all the time, and a variety of different guests, of course, answer these ones. And we have played classic interviews in the past, but this one is just a little separate one I wanted to play. Andrew Hansen and Chris Taylor, very well known from being part of the Chasers. Of course, Chasers were on everything, CNN and NN, uh, the, all the election specials, and everything along those lines. And definitely uh, one of my favourite guests I've ever had on the show. They were in town for Spiegel Tent. They were doing a live performance, and we spoke to them on the phone in the lead-up to that. And this is the answers they gave to our famous five questions and uh, as you can tell this is easily one of the best answers a set of answers I should say we ever had guys as I said we wrap up with a set of five questions so these are just a bit of fun for a very fun interview and I'm very much looking forward to your answers for these ones I'm going to I'll alternate between you I'll start with Chris you can answer the first question first what is your favourite type of cheese uh, oh, cheese stick cheese the, stick. the cheese stick in in, in, in Dolce Gorgonzola for oh, that shitty crafter. Right, that's fancy cheese stick. It's fancy cheese stick. You can't you can't buy them. No. I just have to make them myself. No, <laughs> I've written to Kraft and asked, "Where's the Gorgon? Where's the Gorgonzola Dolce cheese stick?" They won't do it, but uh, so I've had to make them myself. Oh, well, look, there you go, Andrew. What about you? What's your favourite type of cheese? Andre Rieu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very underrated cheese, I feel. Um, <laughs> you know, very popular. aged. A popular one. Yeah, very popular. Uh, he'll play you all day. Uh, quest- aged and, and mild. Yes. Uh, question number two, guys. Uh, when it comes to toilet paper, are you folders or scrunches? Well, that assumes we use toilet paper at all. Well, that's very true. We've already talked about poo and, you know, I mean, we're just assuming. <laughs> I, I, I like to fold. Um, just while I'm on the toilet, like I, I don't use it, but I just as a habit, a sort of nervous habit, while I'm on the on the throne doing my business, I just fold the entire roll and then set it aside. Right. But yeah, I don't actually use paper for actual wiping or anything like that. Okay, there you go. Uh, there's a there's a secret that a lot of us have uh, have learnt today. Andrew, what about you? Oh, look, I'm very cautious when it comes to that. I, I use the one entire roll per wipe. I, I don't even unravel it. You know, I just. <laughs> You just want to make sure that, you know, I've got enough enough there. Right. Okay, then. You you buy a nine-pack every week, then. Yeah, that's like right. That. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number three, guys. Growing up, we'll start with Andrew this time. Uh, who was your childhood celebrity crush? Oh, Rolf Harris. Ooh, and that really backfired on me. Yeah, well, I was about yeah. to say. That's a bit awkward now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. You only make that mistake once. Yes. Yes. As a lot of other people did. Uh, Chris, um, your childhood celebrity crush? No, that was Chris. He jumped he jumped the gun because oh you so both oh right okay right role. there you go sorry Andrew yeah. they're yours and now that he's done that I, I mine mine is the, I, mean, I can't beat that answer so right we'll, we'll have to move to the next square I mean that's <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna exceed that not touching that one uh, question number four uh, also growing up what was your dream job mine was to, to have a job as a as a billionaire a billionaire I just wanted to be you know a, a total billionaire who just didn't have to do anything okay. ever yeah that's, that's my dream job yes. Yes. I, is, that a job, I, is that a job you can apply for? Well, ask Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that was like Clive Palmer's dream as a kid. He's like in the sand at school, like when he was building like models of the Titanic in the sand pit. He goes, one day I'm going to be a billionaire. Um, I, 
I I got to do the job uh, that I wanted to do, which was um, serve at Baker's Delight. Because ah. um, I always just thought if you had that sort of access to amazing, delicious treats all day, that would be a dream job. And I finally, like when I was at uni, I finally got to apply. And, and I got a job at Baker's Delight. And I lasted one day um, because I'd eaten so many of the free samples that they leave out on top that they said, sir, I don't think this is working out. Can you please leave? Oh, wow. So I got to do it, but I got to do well, it. That's so good. My ambition had been met. That's, uh, yeah. that's good for the kids listening. Did you get, did you get promote? did you at least get to draw writing in the, the flower and make those ads that you guys did on the show for a while? Or? I was there, I was there for like eight hours. No, I just ate for the whole time. Okay. That, that's like day two. They teach you on that perhaps. Yeah, uh, the yeah, final yeah. question for you today, guys, what is your worst habit? And either of you can jump in with that answer. Yeah. Murder. Murder. It's a terrible, terrible habit of just murdering people. It's oh. a really bad habit. I can't get out of it, you know, but it's just, it's just a sort of addictive and, um, <laughs> you know, I'm finding it hard to that's, shake. Yes. To yes. That's nothing. That's, that's nothing. I've got this shocking genocide habit, but, but it's just, it's, it's a nervous oh. habit. It's only when I, it's only when I drink, like, it's it's a record social. I'm a social genocide person. Like I don't do it all the day. But yeah, it's. Very I know mean. I should quit no, and give mean. up. I'm trying to quit, and I wear these patches. There's these anti-genocide patches you can get, but uh, they're not doing the trick. It's really hard to to fight this one. But yeah, I guess that would be the, the most annoying one I have. Gen- genocide anonymous. Oh, no, God, or something the, like that. the number of races he's gone through. It's just you know, it's it's a real use. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's another topic for another, another show. Although I do, I, I do get, I do get fan mail from Andrew Bolt. He's grateful <laughs> that I've removed some of them. So it's, you know, it swings and roundabout. It's, it's, it's working slightly. Still gets me laughing. Absolutely classic. And we'll have to play the full interview for that uh, at some point down the line because it was also a very memorable interview. Always fun to be able to talk to our next person on the show. Although I, I'm trying to be a bit careful. I think this week because I'm not sure if uh, Barack Obama may be listening into this conversation. Uh, it is uh, Mr. Paul Luttrell. Paul. Welcome back to The Brink. Yeah, good to be here. And I don't have any microwaves in the room, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> I've got one probably about two metres to the left of me. So, oh. yeah, I'm not too sure how that's going. Um, I mean, what the hell? Might- do I need to be careful when I now microwave like my macaroni and cheese each Monday night? Yeah, just don't have any anti-American sentiments and you might be <laughs> Never, never just would like I have such a thing. America, every time you... Heat up your, uh, you know, your, your cold pizza from last night or whatever. <laughs> if I mi- if I microwave your macaroni and cheese, surely that's kind of like pro-American. I just need to put a gun in there or something and then I'm good, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think although, you know, you probably don't want to put a gun in the microwave. It's... <laughs> well, it would destroy the wiretap. Uh, so, not that what? I would want to. America, please spy on me. I love you. You're awesome. What is, what is the deal here? I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. What is the deal with Donald Trump accusing Barack Obama <laughs> of spying on him? Is he spying or is he <laughs> the president? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's just a way to distract people from other things. I think Donald Trump does this thing where he basically says something absurd the media gets caught up on that, and while he's busy doing that, other things kind of he gets other things by. It's a way of I think it's just clogging up the uh, the news cycle. Mm. I guess with things. Well, this is this is I mean, look again. This is kind of a weird compliment to Donald Trump, but I mean, it's, you, people used to ask me, "What do I think of Donald Trump?" And I used to always think, "Look, I think he's a very smart man in terms of the way he plays the media. He, he says what he needs to say. He gets the attention he desires." 
And, I mean, it helped him ultimately get the presidency. So, clearly, then, if, if you, what you're saying is true. So, he's perhaps uh, sneakily, I don't know, invading Cleveland or something while everybody is just like, hey, maybe Obama did wiretap Donald Trump. Oh, he's a nut job. And an entire city in the U.S. has just been, like, taken over by the National Guard or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think, I think he's an imbecile, but <laughs> he has one specific skill set and that is essentially just basically uh, a pure stubbornness when it comes to bullshitting <laughs> that he will never admit that he's wrong and somehow it, it, it just keeps feeding itself and, and it works somehow. Mm. <laughs> he's an absolute imbecile in every other way. I love how you had to like, describe that. Um, you know, I think he's a complete imbecile, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's um do you, do we do we not feel that maybe in like i don't know 10 20 years you know he's like in his 90s in 20 years time he's just going to be all like guys i get it i'm a bit of a knob i'm sorry <laughs> the following things that i said weren't true and we were on tv for like 3 weeks non-stop well i don't think so <laughs> and he's 70 years old now you think by the age by the time you get to 70 you've got a little bit of wisdom <laughs> And you can maybe your ego is not that big. You can kind of see past certain things, but he doesn't. He seems to still be a bit of a child. Mm. I think so. it's not good yeah. when the president of the United States is basically using the U.S. as a porch and he's yelling at his neighbors, going "Get off my lawn," which is essentially what he does to Mexico. I mean, he hasn't done it to Canada yet. Uh, I mean, he's. Did you see uh, his meeting with uh, Angela Merkel uh, with the whole handshake debacle? And, I mean, we're talking about awkward meetings. That's that's your fuck you, I hate you meeting. I don't want to be in the same room with you, but I kind of have to be meeting. Yeah, that was just weird. Just the look on his face and everything. He just went so just blank. It's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge your existence or whatever. Oh, man, that was... I don't know if it was like the old old school kind of... uh, 60s kind of attitude of men should be men in the thing and not not women or I don't know but it was just really strange that he wouldn't shake a hand mm. and was he when he was with the British Prime Minister but Theresa May he's, he's holding hands with her yet uh, when it comes to the yeah, German yeah. Chancellor maybe, maybe it was some kind of deeper yeah deeper it's crazy like it's and just the the reaction that you saw on uh, on Angela Merkel's face just when she's kind of like you know oh, do you want to shake hands and he just he doesn't even acknowledge it's not like he just says like oh no we won't it's fine he just ignores her it's like the brother who's like you know 10 and he's being told to, like, hug his sister and he just does it by ignoring her. I mean, this this is the President of the United States who's acting like a child with the leader of one of the most powerful countries in the world. Yeah, giving her the silent treatment. It's the old, <laughs> yeah, that's the 10-year-old play. Oh, this is, this is, I mean, look, again, neither you and I are American and we're embarrassed by this. I don't know how that works. Uh, I can't imagine Malcolm Turnbull, you know, doing that. I mean, you, whether you like Malcolm Turnbull or not, he's at least got to shake hands with with the Prime Minister of New Zealand, whoever it is, this week. I'm not that we really hate them, but, well, we do. But, um, I mean, it's, oh, it's it's just he would, crazy. Yeah, at least say words. Yes, say words, Donald. <laughs> the Donald. <Yes. laughs> 
This, I mean, look, we've talked a lot about this. One thing, though, it's, I mean, it really is making comedians and particularly like late night TV in America really shine. I mean, I've really gotten in to last week tonight with John Oliver and I know that um, Stephen Colbert, uh, I think he's now the leading TV show host. I think he's overtaken Fallon just because people seem to be more interested in political satire and really ripping into Donald Trump than they do about Jimmy Fallon interviewing Justin Timberlake. So... You know, I mean, still, Stephen Colbert still has his celebrity guest, but he's kind of more into the news, I guess. So, I guess there's positives about this, Paul. Uh, our US late night TV show hosts are certainly uh, in their element right now. Yeah, and they they don't even really have to work that hard. It's kind of the the comedy writes itself. I've I've yeah, I'm like you. I watch a lot of John Oliver, um, Stephen Colbert, and even like Seth Meyers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're all they all kind of have the same kind of thing going on and yeah it's it's kind of it's it's funny but then it's also it's a bit sad that this is basically clogs up everything it's it's kind of nothing else really gets talked about it's always it's all about trump mm-hmm. trump would love that oh yeah i, I but yeah, it's. I don't know. This is ultimately, I guess, what needs to be done, which is not going to happen because it's 2017 and this is impossible. But we just need to ignore him and not do any news about. It. That's where Donald Trump gets pissed. That's where um, you know things start to really get bad. This is where all of a sudden we are going to wake up. He hasn't been talked about in a week, and we have found out that like America has invaded Bolivia or something like that, um, <laughs> because you know he's just he wants the attention. Uh, so it's, and yeah, like you're right. It's, it's sad also in a way too, because we're laughing along with it. Like, ah, it all sounds like a big joke, but the fact is pretty much everything that they're joking about happened and is true. Yeah. And it's affecting a lot of people. I mean, think like the healthcare and everything. It's a lot of people can die because of those healthcare, healthcare cuts and, and whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, getting on to that, what, the FBI have announced that they're uh, looking into, they're investigating the collusion of uh, the Trump administration with Russia. Mm. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? They've come out and said, like, oh, no, Obama did nothing wrong. Oh, but while we're here, uh, we may as well look into you and Russia. Um, I mean, this is interesting, isn't it? Uh, what, what, look. We, I don't think any of us wanted to believe the Obama thing was true, so none of us really even went over the possibility that that was true and what would happen. But this is the opposite. If this is true, if this has happened, is this impeachable? Uh, is this the final days of, of Trump and hello, Mr. President Pence, soon? Well, you'd think so. And I'm, I'm not sure if it would extend to the whole administration. It probably should if, it's, if the administration itself is colluding. Um, yeah, but I'm guessing it's kind of like a... a treasonous act really Mm. to outsource your um yeah to basically steal an election using a foreign government yeah Uh, Yeah, that has to be treason surely that's you're going against the government to form government does i mean is that in the constitution (laughs) I, i don't know but it was funny that uh while the hearing was still taking place donald trump was saying there there is no evidence that we colluded with Russia or whatever. Fake news. Um, trying, yeah. I found it funny that he said there is no evidence. And not He didn't say we didn't collude with Russia. He said there is no evidence to suggest we colluded with Russia. Mm. So that's, that's 
that's an interesting distinction for me. If you didn't do it, you would say that you didn't do it. You wouldn't say there is no evidence. Well, you're kind of saying, well, I did do it, but you've got no I evidence. <laughs> we were careful. I did do it, but we were careful. And on the flip side of that, it didn't seem to matter that there wasn't any evidence when you're accusing the former president of wiretapping you. Yet now yeah. there's no evidence, but that's okay because clearly Obama, you know, got away with it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it also didn't seem to matter when you're accusing Hillary Clinton of, uh, you know, leaking bloody um, classified documents or whatever. So what? What? I mean, look, we're, we're going to end this in a sec, but I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this. I'm probably just putting this out there because maybe this is one that we all need to think about. But yeah, if the entire administration gets impeached, if that's it, they're done. I mean, I know there's actually like a proper, it's on Wikipedia if anybody ever wants to see it. It's quite fascinating. An actual line of like who becomes a president if, you know, the top 50 people are killed. I mean, watch the Kiva Sutherland show, Designated Survivor. It kind of got a bit of that. It's quite interesting. I mean, do we then just get random senator from like Iowa, number 212 on the ticket, that becomes president because somehow 211 people before him or her uh, got the flick? I don't know. It sounds, it's very uh, Game of Thrones though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Who is going to be the usurper or whatever of the front? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think surely they would have some kind of system set up for that, but I don't think it's, it hasn't happened in the past. Mm. We've had dead presidents, but not whole administrations wiped out. That's, um, that's, it's, it's very interesting. I'm just trying to see quickly before I let you go if uh, I can really super quickly find this. I have. So if, for example, the top, I don't know, 60 people, uh, well, it's only giving me the top 15. All right, well, that's not very helpful. Let's say the top 14 people... Uh, are all impeached or whatever. So our the president, I don't want to say our, we're not American, uh, number 15 in line is the Secretary of Homeland Security, John F. Kelly. But I'm kind of assuming he would be he would be out of there too, wouldn't he? I don't know. Um, so yeah. there's a bit of a list there, Paul. There's a bit of a list. And only one woman is on this list, Betsy DeVoe, uh, the Secretary of Education oh, yeah. at 13. Oh, no, hang on. I'll take that back. Uh, Secretary of Transportation uh, Elaine Chow is also on this list. So uh, two women out of 15 people who are in line to be the President of the United States, Paul. Yep. There you go. It's fitting with Trump's philosophy, I think. Well, who knows? The way things are going, the next time we talk to you, Elaine Cho could be President of the USA. So we'll see how we go, Paul. Always a pleasure, and we will speak to you next week. Yes. Okay, well, you've already heard bits and pieces from uh, the football, and as you would have heard last week, we, um, well, look, we have a long-running bet on this program when it comes to our AFL teams playing each other, the co-hosts and all that sort of jazz. The loser has to sing the other person's winning song, and, well, we've got Josh on the line, first of all. Josh, welcome back. <laughs> hey, Time for a victory lap, my brother. Uh, I kind of <laughs> did tell you this would happen a week ago, so... Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say before I guess I press play on this and, and get this over and done with? Uh, I'm just going to revel in the glory that is the Tigers. This might be the first ever time I've done to... this, actually, for Richmond, isn't it? I, I can't even remember. No, it's, it's the first time you've done it because 
every other time we haven't had the opportunity to record after a game. <laughs> I think every other opportunity, Josh, let's be honest, Richmond just did not beat Carlton when we used to do this. So that's, I think, what you're actually trying to say. So, so we're just restarting something and it's on a good note. Just yeah, saying. you restart something every year and it always never works out for you. But anyway, let's uh, let's get on with this. I have to say, <laughs> um, you know, good good game last night. It was fun. Well, last night time recording this. I'm just dating it, but whatever. Um, and I'm in a room in the city where basically there's lots of noise outside. So just for just background noise, if people want to know. Uh, but all right, I'm going to shut up. Let's do this. Uh, you won't be able to hear the song, but just believe me, you can hear the music right now. Oh, we're from Tigerland. A fighting fury, we're from Tigerland. In any weather, you will see us with a grid. Risking head and skin. If we're behind the never mind, we'll fight and fight and win. Oh, we're from Tigerland. We'll never weaken till the final siren's gone. Like the tigers of old, we're strong and we're bold. Oh, we're from Tiger. Oh, we're from Tigerland. I was, I was expecting you to do the whole yellow and black thing there, Josh. I was a bit disappointed. No, I'm literally, I'm just sitting here, I'm <laughs> reveling in it. I'm reveling in it. It's fantastic. You know what I thought was really cool too is everyone, like one of the friends of the brink, Chris Hamley, the minute the game was over, he just posted on Facebook. He didn't have to say any words, he just posted a picture of a time. Well, I've got to be honest, Richmond supporters aren't known for their uh, subtlety, but anyway, let's let's keep doing this. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a long instrumental, doesn't it? Jesus. Okay. Oh, we're from Tigerland. A fighting fury, we're from Tigerland. In any weather, you will see us with a grid. Hey, risking head and shit. Hey, we're behind and never mind. We'll fight and fight and win. Oh, we're from Tigerland. We'll never weaken till the fight. I'm really getting into it now. It's gone. Like the tigers of old, we're strong and we're bold. Oh, we're from Tiger. Oh, we're from Tiger. Land. Okay. Is that satisfactory? Is that satisfactory, Josh? That, that, that made me smile. That made you smile? Made me smile, man. Made okay. me smile. It was a good game last night, though, I will say. Yeah, was yeah. I was able to catch, catch bits and pieces during my parental control unit's time. and <laughs> That's the only way you can really... only thing you can call that is like parental control time. Well, well I have to but say, anyway. it was fun. And, you know, I was here with my father, my, with, with my Sam, apparently. Sam belongs to me. Uh, and also, I ran into the Sarge while I was at the game. So, But you would have already heard that in this episode if you had listened to it. But um, that was interesting. So, there you go. That, that would have been a very interesting thing. Yes, indeed. Josh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we'll try and get you back on for a longer one next week. Because, remember, that's what she said. That's exactly right. Wandering around the Melbourne area. Just, you know, happens to be a car race here, apparently. We've already heard from several people so far in this episode. It's an eclectic episode, special episode. And uh, joining us again, uh, we found him at the football last night, but somehow we found him here at the Grand Prix. It's, uh, it's this man, the Sarge, Sergeant Porcupine. Welcome back again, twice in one episode. What, what are the chances? Yeah, well, I don't know what the chances are, Ben. Well, I wouldn't know. I'm not a mathematician. Is that what I look like? Uh, no, you don't. You look like a police officer. Well, I hope so, Ben. Um, I'm the law. You are the law? Yeah. And now settle down, pussycat. I think that you're uh, being a bit cheeky with that, that comment. 
Now, don't you go disrespecting me, Ben. Now, what do you want? Hurry up. Come on. What do you want? Well, what are you doing here? I don't think you're, you've ever mentioned that you're into Formula One and cars. And, I mean, what's, what's, what's the thought process in coming to a Grand Prix? Oh, well, you know, I just wanted to come and have a look. Normally, I don't go and, you know, watch inferior people go and try and do, uh, you know, physical activity. But, uh, you know, I decided to have a look at these uh, Formula One drivers, as they're, as they're so-called. And, um, you know, I wasn't too impressed, but I thought they were OK. I thought, you know, you know good on them for having a go. You mentioned earlier, uh, when we are at the football, that you're, out, you're on the lookout to arrest Ferrari. Uh, I mean, how's that been going so far for you? Well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to do that later on. I don't like Ferrari, as you know. No, I think they're cheats. Really? OK. Yeah, you know, they've been cheating for several years. Don't like them very much. I think, who do you like? Oh, well, I think McLaren is my sort of team, Ben. And they've never cheated before, Sarge? Well, not that I know of, have they? 2007? 2007. Yeah. Oh, right, no, I didn't follow the sport back then, I'm afraid. Okay, what were you doing back in 2007? That was 10 years ago now. Well, yes, I was a very important person back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Yeah, well, I can't actually remember back that far. Must have been very important then. No, well, I was. No, I was the chief of police back then. Oh, OK, well, you can remember. So are you lying to me, are you, Sarge? Well, no, I'm a man of integrity, Ben. I don't tell lies. Well, what did you get up to last night after the football? Take us through the night of a Sergeant Porcupine's escapades in Melbourne. Well, I haven't been... I haven't, uh, I haven't been sleeping. I don't really sleep very much. It's just a... I've just got amazing physical stamina. I just keep going and going and going. So what then do you do in the wee hours of the morning? Just stroll the streets arresting people? Well, that's right, yes. Sort outside a few pubs, waiting for a few brawls to unfold and... Uh, you started them though, didn't you? No, I, well, okay, I was mouthing a little bit, but... Uh, what do you say? How do you mouth to somebody in Melbourne? You go Sydney's better? Well, no, I was just... Uh, I'll just... Yeah, just call him a scrag or whatever. Okay. Uh, and did that work for you last night? Well, I did. I got a fight started and I finished it. How did you finish it? Just whack him around the head, put him in the paddy wagon? What, what do you do? No, well, no, I don't hit people, Ben. I just um, I just separate people. Yeah. Se- separate people. Okay. Um, well, what else do you want to talk about? I mean, you always say I'm going to get rid of you, but I'm going to make you stick around. Feel free. You know, this is your... This, your the door's open for you to keep talking. Oh, well, listen here, pal. I'm generally still giving up my time to talk to you. Now, if you want to, if you want to ask more questions, then you ask more questions. Well, uh, you gave us some commentary of the football earlier. Could you give us some Formula One commentary, perhaps? Well, OK. Commentate the start of the race for you, if you like. Oh, please, all right. The, the lights are ready to go. Here we go. All right, it's go, go, go in Melbourne. And it's uh, Hamilton leading away, and oh, Ricardo's got a poor start. Oh, terrible start for Ricardo. Oh, and he's driven straight into the wall, and in turn one, oh, terrible stuff there. So that's all that's happening? There's no other cars, it's just Hamilton and Ricardo? That's right. Well, I thought, I was, I thought that was pretty comprehensive, Ben. Well, you arrested all the other drivers, did you? No, well... <laughs> None of the other cars started the race, I'm afraid. So now it's just Hamilton driving 58 laps by himself. Well, he's got to finish the race if he wants to he win. Don't, what happens if he doesn't finish? 
Yeah, well, then there's no trophy awarded. You get the trophy. Well, you know, I mean, I like to think I'd probably drive at those cars a little bit faster than these blokes. I, I've heard a rumour that you could run the Australian Grand Prix faster than a Formula One car can. Well, that's probably true, Ben. <laughs> Rumours about me are usually true. I, I heard a rumour that you can cook two-minute noodles in 60 seconds. Well, faster actually. No, that one's wrong. I heard a rumour that the fear of spiders is called arachnophobia, the fear of heights is called something, and the fear of the Sarge is called logic. Oh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, Ben. What is the fear of heights called? Height <laughs> Heightophobia. <laughs> That's it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Am I really dumb not to know that? What's that, Ben? I, I don't know. Um, cool. What else? Wanna? You, have you? Have you? Here's a question for you, Sam. And you, you met Sam. Sam's not here. He's, he always goes away when you come. But uh, we're filming a movie this weekend. It's called uh, The Brink Only 6.5: The Return of Ralph Jenkins. Now we we spoke to the Malaysian government. They released this Ralph Jenkins character, and we we fear that he's here. And as a police, maybe you need to be our escort. Why Why don't we have you as our personal security as we're here in Melbourne? Oh, sorry, Ben, I haven't got enough time for that. You have to cope with that on your own, I'm afraid. Have you had anything to do with the release of uh, Ralph Jenkins, perhaps? No, I've, I've had a fair bit to do with the release of dangerous gases into the atmosphere, though, Ben, particularly on trams last night. Actually, one final question. I'm just thinking about all these. Uh, we just saw the Viet Supercar race, and there was a car supporting the Pride flag. What did you think of that, Sarge? Oh, well, no, I don't like that, Ben. No, I... I like my sports uh, without uh, any uh, political I involvement. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, that, I mean, it got bummed that car too. So I mean, it's quite appropriate, really. Got bummed, did it? <laughs> it got literally bummed. Yes. All right. And what's that supposed to mean? Um, I can't really tell you, Sarge. You wouldn't like it. You would disagree. I feel. Really? You, you like to Roger your uh, assailants, don't you? Well, it depends what they've done, I suppose. Uh, you know, good old-fashioned rogering can be important at times. Now, you're a, well, you mean you're an old-school cop. I mean, he's rogering the way of the, the olden-day police. Oh, I like a bit of rogering. I mean, what what do you, what is rogering, Ben? Rogering, right, that's where you, that's where you uh, knock them around a bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Well, well, if that's the case, then oh, I love rogering. I love rogering uh, anyone, you know, um, blokes uh, and big and large, you know. The large ones are the best, actually. Cause, uh, Have you ever come across a guy called Bryce Gibbs? No, no, I've never heard of him, Ben. I, I don't know who that is. You were at the football last night, didn't you see Bryce last night? Played for Carlton, man bun. All oh, right, was he the one that got caught up against the fence with a Richmond player behind him? Oh, he got caught up on the fence, all right. That was a good rogering. Rogering? <laughs> rogering. What, he was searched by another... By another yeah, absolutely, player? yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. And what did the opposition player find? Um, the first ever gay AFL player, I think. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I can't back that up. Hello, Bryce Gibbs, if you're listening. I hear actually a proper Formula One car. Uh, Sarge's about to call you Bryce. What's going on here? Yes, well... I think this is a speed comparison, is it? What are you talking about? Are you still talking about uh, rogering? I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about everything and anything here. Um, I don't know. I just don't want to get rid of you. You always complain I'm trying to get rid of you, but hell, we just keep talking. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want... What else is there to talk about? Well, I'd like to go and see this big Formula One car with the loud engine, Ben. We don't get to see those very much these days, do we? Apparently not, no. Well, off you pop then, Sarge. You're, you're leaving me for once. You're not leaving me, are you? You're trying to get rid of me, are you? What are you talking about, Ben? Settle down, pussycat. Stuff you.
Wow, wow. He left and then he still said there. I don't know what happened. Anyway, uh, the Sarge, Sergeant Porcupine. Once again, always fun. It's time for me to get excited because you know what we're about to play. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, forgetting those lyrics. Just, just got to have that music going on in the background. Now, this one's back from 2012. And this one is myself and Tali. Now, Tali was a co-host for a very short period during 2012. And this was back from when we went to the London Olympics. And we had a bit of a musical episode on one of the weeks we were there. And, of course, during that we had to sing songs about the Olympics. This is Tali and my duet to the LMFAO song Party Rock Anthem. And uh, it was one of my favourites. This is a little bit of fun. Let's hear this. LMFAO. Sounds like a, something you put on your salad. Olympic Games! Yeah, I went there. Yeah! Lots of sports. Let's sing about them. So many sports in the Olympic Games. We've got things like swimming and athletics. Don't forget those people who synchronize swim. Maybe head out to the beach and play some volleyball. Grab your stick and play fencing too. That's actually a sword, not a stick, you poo. I like putting hands on balls. And let's not forget about... Monobentathlon! <laughs> you see where we're going with this? Down the toilet. Tali's actually shuffling right now in the studio. No word of a lie. In London for the Olympics, gotta play lots of different sports. Talking about all those things to see, totally things like synchronized swimming. Get in the pool and swim around, make me look like really cool. Then I go and see James Magnuson, and I'm swimming. Yo, I'm running on the track, it's really fast now, cause I'm in the athletics and the discus and javelin. Yes, I am. Now let's head over to the sand and play some beach ball with Tali, cause she's gonna sing that ow. I'm playing volleyball, it's awesome Gonna hit the ball and spike it down Wearing a bikini with no support Cause I'm a bad volleyball awesome Then I'm gonna go to the athletics Throw a javelin and a shot put Jump over hurdles and a big pole Long jump, triple jump, yeah what? Every day I'm Olympic king. <laughs> You're welcome. When it doesn't come in, just do it yourself. <laughs> it's just totally. <laughs> you gotta get it with this bit. Shuffling, shuffling, Olympicking, Get up fast and be the first one to go across the line. Don't get mad because I'm a winning. Yeah. Suck on that. <laughs> One more, another round. Yeah, I'm going to make it. One more hurdle to go. Don't fall down. Yeah, I'm going in a loop. I'm going to pass the baton, pass the baton, because I'm in a relay race. Pass the baton, modern pentathlon, handball and dancing, beach volleyball, secret art swimming, athletics and swimming, modern Greco-Roman wrestling. Put your hands up. Get up. Olympic ceremony. London, 2012. In the race. Greeks would be proud. 
play back and stop. <laughs> Olympics in the house tonight. Going to London and causing a fight. Australia's gonna win the gold of the games. Monumentathlon and beach volleyball. Other sports we have forgotten include soccer, I think. Let's put tennis in there. Oh, and uh, shooting, taekwondo, uh, water polo, the Olympics. Yes, that happened. You are welcome because, uh, well, that was fun and that's all that matters and you love hearing them. The people that you meet in Melbourne and the Grand Prix, it's funny actually because uh, this next person is generally a guest on the qualifying lap now available via iTunes, one of the greatest shows in the world. But when it comes to the brink, I don't actually think he's ever been on the brink. Let's find out a little bit more from this person. It's uh, three times Formula One world champion, Nicky Lauda. Nicky, welcome to the brink. Ooh, 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 who are you? Hi, my name's Ben. You've met me before in the qualifying lap. Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh, that's right. You're, you're very quiet this morning. We're actually waiting here in line, and I'm, I'm shocked to see you lining up to get into the track. What happened? Why can't you just get in? You're Nicky Lauda. Oh, they, they wouldn't give me a pass for this season. Why's that? Bad behaviour on the paddock. Okay, so you, what have you just got a general admission ticket to? Yes, I had to get the general mission. I get concession these days, you know. Concession these days? Is that just the face or, I mean, what, they show them an ear or two and they just let you in? Yes, that is it. Yes, yes. Now, would this be the very first time you've ever been to a Grand Prix as a pleb, as kind of just one of the, the regular folk? What is regular folk? Uh, people like myself who don't get fancy privileges and stuff. I've never won a Formula One World Championship, Nicky, so, you know, I kind of have to go on with the regular crew. Oh, no, no, no. I've been to lots of Grand Prix like this, Ben. Yes, particularly the uh, Canadian Grand Prix. They, oh. The Canadians, they just don't like me, you know. <laughs> why don't the Canadian, Canadians don't not like anyone? Now, why, why are you any different? Oh, it's something that happened back in the early 90s. <laughs> what happened in the early 90s? I'm intrigued now, Nicky. Oh, well, I started a brawl in the pit lane. In, in Montreal? Is it because is of the French connection there? I mean, why is that? Oh, well, there was uh, there was another uh, person there. And uh, you know the celebrities that they have there sometimes. Mm -hmm. George Lucas. Are you not, you're not a Star Wars fan? Well, I was, you know. But uh, he was there at the, at, at the pit lane. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came up to me and he called my mama's slag. <laughs> really? That was a bit unusual. So he just walked up to him and was like, Sup, Nicky, your mum's a slag. Yes, it was just like that, Ben. So I punch him, and they throw me out, they throw me away, and now I can't go Canadian Grand Prix with a pass. I have to get a ticket like everybody else. And, and what happens when you get a ticket? Do you just find yourself in the crowd, and do people come up to you and go, oh, you're Nicky Lauda, can I get a photo, or do you just tell them to piss off? Oh, well, yes, no, I do do that, Ben, because I don't like the fans, you know. You don't? No, you don't. You don't. I mean, you, everyone here right now who's lined up behind you wants a piece of you, but you're just ignoring them. That's why you're wearing, like, this fake moustache, which I don't really think covers your face, Nick. I mean, your face is a bit uh, recognisable, I guess you could say. Oh, yes. Yes, no, I just tell them to rack off, you know. Okay. Um, what happened with Nico? You know, you've got Valtteri in the team now. Um, are you sad that Nico left? I mean, you're pretty outspoken. You're disappointed that he just left on you like that. 
Valtteri, who is that? Valtteri Bottas, your new driver for Mercedes-Benz Formula 1. Bottas, uh, how do I spell that, please? Uh, B-O-T-T-A-S. A-S? A-S. Oh, I thought it was O-S. Bottas. Bottas, yes. No, no, Bottas. Bottas or Bottas? Valtteri Bottas. Bottas. So what do you think of him? Or do you not know who your own driver is? Think of Bottas. <laughs> think of a boat, but with an A-S at the end of it. Oh, well, Ben, I don't really like him. I mean, I didn't even know that he was driving for us this year. Do, do you know anyone who's, who's your other driver? Oh, Lewis. Oh, I love Lewis. Did you and Lewis hang out on New Year's Eve or something? Did you go to, like, a party with him in Hollywood? Oh, no, Ben, I don't, I don't attend the same parties as Lewis. <laughs> is, he, is he too cool for you? Oh, he goes to, uh, how you say, uh, like, uh, bad parties. Oh, bad parties. He's with a bad crowd, is he? Yes, okay, uh, okay. like... Uh, Trashy, trashy, right. trashy parties. And That's what I'm looking for. And Nicky Ladder goes to classy parties. Yes, like tea parties. <laughs> Do you dress up in a little like skirt and like uh, you know sippy cups with little dolls and things like that? Who have you been talking to, Ben? <laughs> Apparently the right people. Um, do you have a prediction for the weekend, Nikki? I mean, our listeners would already know who won by the time they hear this, but just so people know if you're a fortune teller or not. Oh yes, I think Lewis will be on pole. On the pole. He likes the pole, you know. And uh, I think you'll also win the race. Really? Okay, cool. Um, any, do you know Bryce Gibbs by any chance? Bryce Gibbs? Uh, no. Who is that, Ben? It doesn't matter. Um, is he a driver? Yeah, he drives in Australian Formula 1. Who? What? Who are the other drivers apart from this man, uh, 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 Battles? In, in the whole sport of Formula 1? Yes. Have you heard of Stoffel Van Dorn? Stiefel Van Dorn? Yes. How do I spell that, please? I don't even know. Uh, Nikki, thank you for your time, and uh, maybe we might get you on the brink again in the future, if not the qualifying lap. We miss you on the qualifying lap, so thank you. Oh, you, you want me back on the show again? Oh, I'll much obliged. Well, that's it, folks. Time to wrap it all up for another episode. We'll be back next week for another brink. A bit of highlights, uh, probably from Sydney as well, and some other things we'll have during the week. So uh, thank you for your company. As always, you can find us on Facebook, The Brink Radio Show. Subscribe on iTunes. Remember to rate us, leave us feedback, everything else in between. And, of course, you can find all our other sister shows online, and uh, we link them, of course, on our page as well. Thanks, everyone, who joined us on the show this week. Hope you enjoyed it. And until we next week again, thank you for your company. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. Good night.